Do you know who you're selling to? Or did you just find a product someone else was selling, create your own version, then assume it would just all work out? Well, if you don't know who your target customer is, you're losing hundreds of dollars per day. Let's break it down in today's episode and show you how to recoup that money. Welcome to Unfocuspreneur, the show where we talk no bullshit strategies to catapult your online shop and help you quit that mediocre day job. My name is Jenny Waldrop and I just surpassed a million dollars in sales with my own product-based business. And together, we'll grow your online shop by skipping past the overwhelming details and focusing on the big picture strategy that matters for non-stop sales you can rely on. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you the story of a streetwear seller who's getting absolutely nowhere because he missed one key fact about his target customer. That's all it takes when it comes to customers. Misunderstanding one thing is why most stores never make it past 20 sales. This episode is a part of our Simple Strategies for More Sales series, and we are on number two. I like to call this one, Know Who You're Selling To. Now, As product sellers, we actually have it quite easy because whenever you go to market with a product that you've created from scratch or that nobody else has sold before or a business that you're just starting, you have to do all these, you know, customer avatar exercises where you find your target customer and you figure out who they are and what they want and how to talk to them. Because if you're not talking to them as if you know and understand their problems, they don't trust you to solve that problem, right? So think of an Amazon listing, for example, of something you found that looks really cool that solves your problem, but the description wasn't clear. It seemed to be geared towards somebody that had a problem that wasn't like yours. And so you don't buy that product because you're like, I don't know if this is going to solve my problem. The description and all the images and reviews are talking about a problem that isn't like mine right? So uh, why would I buy this? I'm not sure. It might work, but I'm not sure. That's where we confuse the buyer and cause them to hesitate. But if we can sell them something that exactly solves their problem, then fireworks, massive sales. It goes really, really well. And it, it, it works. It's so much easier to make sales when you know your target customer. Sales just kind of come a lot more naturally. Let's talk about our streetwear guy. Our streetwear seller is a graphic artist living in New York who happened to notice that streetwear was kicking off and people were buying $500 shirts with super simple prints or artistic renderings on them. And he went, um, I can do that. Why aren't I making money for it? Totally normal thought to have, right? So this guy created a streetwear shop with his own art and now he's sitting with the shop that quite frankly, isn't doing as well as expected. His items are selling, but very occasionally, and he's not seeing the type of success that a streetwear designer would see. So what's up here? Our seller is actually very lucky. He knows who his target customer is. Okay, this is rare. So we know for a fact that his target customer is probably men living in urban areas who are into streetwear. Okay, they're of a certain age. They like the trending factor of it. They know stuff about streetwear. They know stuff about sneakers. That's his target audience. So when we look at those people and we think to ourselves, what are they going to buy? What are they looking for? They're not looking for similar streetwear type renderings by an artist they don't know. These are people who are looking to buy celebrity streetwear items, things that hold their value, that they want to be a part of the club and they want to be a part of the status quo. 
So you ask yourself, okay, I'm not a celebrity. How can I, how can I compete with that? How can I sell streetwear? Well, the simple answer is you can't sell streetwear like the celebrities without being a celebrity. You have to raise yourself to that status or you could do the easier thing and figure out what these guys are buying that isn't a $500 t-shirt. Because I can guarantee you, with the exception of maybe the top 2% of people who buy this stuff, that they love t-shirts and they did not spend $500 on all of them. So if our streetwear seller were to look further into his target audience and figure out what it is that they're buying next to their streetwear, I know they don't have a closet full of $500 t-shirts, $500 shoes, $500 pants. Based on the age range, they can't afford that. So what else are they buying? They clearly love clothes. They love style. How can he sell to them in a way that basically doesn't say, I'm an unknown artist charging a lot of money for a t-shirt? Because that's just not going to happen until he becomes known. If I were doing this research, I would take a deep dive into this particular customer avatar and figure out what other clothes are they buying? What can I make for them? And honestly, what I'm pretty sure I would find based on some preliminary research I did was t-shirts with funny sayings on them, t-shirts with renderings of things from TV shows. Obviously, you'd have to watch copyright there, but it is doable if you know what you're doing. And the sort of things that they would wear to make an impact. Sometimes social messages, social injustice messages, those kinds of things are the sort of things that these people are conscious of and want to participate in, right? So you don't want to sell artwork that means something to you that the customer doesn't get because that's what our seller is doing in his shop. He's like, I'm making artwork of beautiful cities and things that I've seen in the city, just like streetwear sellers do. Well, you're not a celebrity artist. Nobody knows who you are or what that significance is. There's no story behind it for them. To them, it's just a random piece of art they saw on a t-shirt and they're like, okay, whatever. And they move on. That's why t-shirts with sayings do so well across the board on all e-commerce shops because it's something we can all relate to, something we can read and understand if we're a part of that club or not. Okay, so... What can you do if you're in this situation and you don't know who your target audience is or your items just are selling really slowly? If your items are selling really slowly, I can guarantee you, you have a target customer problem where you just don't understand them well enough for them to find your shop and buy. This is especially true if you're getting traffic, but people just aren't purchasing those items. So the best way I figured out to find a target audience is just to do a simple exercise and ask yourself, I am selling to a person who is blank and blanks and blanks, right? I'm selling to XYZ who blanks, blanks, and blanks. Three specific things we're going to say about our target customer. So our streetwear situation might be, I am selling to urban men who like streetwear and are into trends, right? So that alone gives us three words that we can search for to learn more about our target customer, find out what they're buying, and place those items in our own shop. Another way that you can do this, and honestly, I prefer this way, is to look at your shop and figure out who do you know who would likely buy what you're selling. I like to pick a friend or a relative, somebody I can actually call. I never pick myself. If you're picking yourself, that's way too complicated because you have complicated interests and it's much easier to understand another person and their interests than it is to understand the depth of all the things going on inside of you. If you knew that by now, you would be like, I don't know, floating on a mountain in India. I have no idea. But regardless, this it's so much easier to do this exercise with someone you know. So for example, 
I have a friend who every single night she sits in front of the TV with her husband and she doesn't like watching TV. So instead, she uses that time to craft and she loves to crochet and knit and embroider things for her family, things for her nieces and nephews, things for her friends' kids. She loves to make things for the kids, little gifts that are handmade. It's her favorite thing to make. So if I was going to sell to this person, I would go, okay. What are they making? What are they working on? They're always making stuff for kids, right? So I want to make a shop that's full of crochet, knit, and potentially embroidery items that are kid-friendly, that are into the kids' current trends right now, that are really fun for her to make. So she's doing this as her relaxation time. So it needs to be fairly straightforward. The supplies need to be fairly straightforward. I could make kits. I could do so much stuff for her. And here's the bonus of having somebody that I know be my avatar, I can text my friend and be like, hey, what are the kids really into right now? Or what are you really into right now? What project are you working on? What project are you thinking about doing next? What project did you do last year that was your absolute favorite? I could take those answers and turn them into huge collections of products that would essentially sell to that person. One of my favorite stories I've ever heard about finding your target audience was actually from my head coach, Chris, who joined our program years ago and I loved him so much and he was so wonderful and good at the program that I ultimately hired him. But he recently told me a really interesting story about how he had his own little private focus group as a shop owner and it informed everything he sold and everything in his shop, he only had 20 items, was flying off the shelves. So that to me is really interesting because it's rare. Well, it turns out he was using this focus group to make that happen. And what he did was he basically put his mom, his sister, and a a mutual friend into a group because they loved the items he was selling. He was selling customized chopping boards and spoons. So he put them into a group, and every time he had a new design or a new idea, he would send it to them as a mock-up and ask them what they thought about it. And a lot of times they would go, oh my God, where can I get that, right? (laughs) And that's a really great sign. When your focus group is saying that to you, that's a sign that it is time for you to put that up. Make sure your focus group is honest. Like Chris's mom will be honest. She will definitely mm, tell you if she doesn't like something. So it's really important to have at least one person in your group like that who's very opinionated. This is going to help you with your sales so much. Listen to what they say and make changes. So sometimes he would send them things and they would go, oh, I can't really read that text or I think that this text is not needed or I don't really understand why this is there. It doesn't make sense or like, how would you use this? And he would take that feedback and he would modify it until he got that sort of, oh my God, I love this. Where can I get it? Type of feedback from them, right? And he would often give them significantly reduced cost items or other things because he knew that having those things in their house and using them when their friends came over, that was just more exposure to his target audience because his target audience would come over to his parents' house and go, oh my God, where'd you get that? It's so cute. And they'd be like, our son sells these, blah, blah, blah. And then they would get one and then they would show it to their friends. And you're just sort of creating this target audience funnel of potential buyers by doing this. So Having a target focus group, if you can find one that is the ideal group for your shop, is really, really good idea. And don't try to sell them a million things, like everything they could ever want under the sun. My friend who makes things for kids at night, I could go a million different directions with her. I could go onesies. I could go, you know, all kinds of crafting things. And as the kids get older, I could change too. But 
what I want to do is I want to stick to the thing that I'm really good at that gives me one thing to focus on. Because when I do it all, she looks at my shop and she kind of goes, well, I'm looking for a project to do at night, but you have all these like onesies. And I, I just sort of looked at it and realized that this wasn't projects and I moved on. And those projects might have been one simple scroll down the page. So when you're doing this, try to create a focus group that you can send one specific category of product. And that's just what you want to focus on. Don't go off a million different directions. The more you focus on that one product and that one customer, the better this method is going to work for you and the faster it's going to create massive sales on a regular basis. Okay. So once you've created this avatar and you have them on hand, potentially in a text group, all you want to do is focus on creating products for that avatar. The reason why we do this is because focus is important here. We have to establish that you're selling to this group by creating a collection of products that they want. There's nothing more disappointing than when you're trying to do something on Pinterest, like decorate your house or whatever, and you come across this board with a title. It's exactly what you're doing. Maybe like fun kitchen tiles, right? You're like, ooh, I want to look at this board. You click on the board and there's like five posts in there. And you're like, well, wah, wah, that was a disappointment. You didn't want to look at five different types of tiles. You wanted to look at a huge assortment of tiles and be able to pick from tons and tons of options. That is how customers feel these days. So look, almost all online sellers get to skip the build a customer avatar step that every other marketer on the planet has done a thousand times. But when you skip this step, you get lost in the shuffle of creating products that you think will sell instead of products that you know your customer is looking for. Take the time to create a customer avatar. Name them, base them on someone you know and ideally can call. Make products with just them in mind. Don't ever rely on something you think customers want. Instead, have a customer avatar based on a real person. That means you can ask someone what they want instead of guessing. And if you can ask someone what they want, that thing is going to be 10 times more likely to sell. If you want to get more free advice about your shop, then join our free Focus Hive community. You can get feedback from high income creators just like you and my team of three shop coaches. All you have to do is go to ufphub.com to get started. That's ufphub.com. See you there.